All right, there we go. Everything looks really good. Hey, Kevy. So we are uh, we are on. I'll tell you right now we're on, just so that you know, so you're not nervous. The main things just settle in, be be okay. If we're gonna be fine. Thank you everybody for uh, coming back to the Dutch Hall to listen to episode two. Um, I really didn't know what was gonna go on with episode one, so this was um, kind of a surprise that there's actually people that listened to it last week. So I'm pretty excited to bring you episode two, the Boxing Day Family Spectacular. And today I have uh, my guest is Kevin Van Dyke. And I'm pretty excited to have you here, Kev. How are you doing, Pete? Good, good. Can you lean in a little bit there? Uh, Merry Christmas. There you go. So, um, I'm really nervous. Are you really nervous? Well, you should be. (laughs) (laughs) Because um, the way I look at it is our whole uh, family's listening to this, and that's about it. (laughs) That's probably right. right? (laughs) That's what I thought. Like, I I really, the, the first time, I had Dave Charters on the show, the first show, and I thought, I had zero Twitter followers last week. Remember I said that? And yeah. uh, now I'm proud to say I have one, and it's Dave Charters, right? Mm-hmm. And I have nothing to say on Twitter. I really haven't said anything other than I'm doing another... Uh, and what's that really say, that you have Dave Charters? <laughs> yeah. One Twitter. But my, my whole idea was I'd probably have one one guy, Dave Charters, would be my one uh, listener. And then we'd have... Uh, I'd have one... Uh, Twitter follower, and I'd have. And he's just my buddy Dave. He's my best friend. He would just he would just do whatever I wanted him to. Like he would he would just support me blindly, like I do with him. But it's, it turned out there's a lot of people that actually listen to the thing, which really surprised me. So um, I I just want to thank everybody who did it. And if you came back, well, welcome back. We'll try to try to do another good one. Today we're going to celebrate Boxing Day in Canada for all of the people in the United States that listen. And uh, I just want to give me a little education on Boxing Day. Uh, Boxing Day is a Canadian holiday, statutory holiday, right, Kev? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Statutory holiday where uh, we celebrate uh, sales, right? Yeah, there's all kinds of crazy sales today. And the reason we celebrate Boxing Day is to do with, what, the wise men? Or Jesus? Is it anything to do with Jesus at all? Do you know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a clue, Pete. I, we d- I usually um, wake up the next day. And just want to do nothing, really. That's uh, the holiday, the do nothing. Yeah. I think I think but, the but boxing today, Pete. This what? is what uh, what happened on my boxing day. Oh. I, I went I went to uh, bed last night knowing I was going to do the show, so I was a little nervous, and yeah. uh, I had a few drinks, and then and then today I wake up and uh, I was feeling all right. I was getting ready for the show, and I thought I, I got to do something. I was getting a little antsy, right? So I shoveled the laneway. And then I go into and uh, move to move my work truck, and and somebody broke into my truck last night. Really, on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, somebody broke into my truck and uh, stole my wife's wallet. Well, I'd like to take this opportunity right now, where we have the ears of literally tens of people. Yeah. To say, shame <laughs> on you. Yeah, whoever it was out there, the yeah. Van Dyke Empire will find you. Yes, and this is our this is our voice, Kevin. Yeah. This this stupid podcast is our voice of the Van Dyke Empire. We're on the airwaves now. That's right. The empire is on the airwaves. <laughs> Craziness. Yeah. So we're coming after you. Just come on, people. Christmas Day and what? Yeah. That's just ridiculous. And uh, and what happened too is uh, a good thing came out of it. Actually, my wife's wallet being stolen because oh. I've lived at my house now for about three years where we're at now, and I've never ever talked to my neighbor. And uh, he actually found my wife's wallet, and I thought that was pretty interesting because, uh, you know, yeah, it's a, nice. it was a a good 
a good thing that came out of it, I guess. Yeah. So uh, I kind of pretended I didn't know what happened because you were telling the story. Yeah. But I was there, like, to help you look through the ditch and stuff. Yeah. And uh, when when your neighbor found that stuff, when you came in with the wallet that was found, you guys were really in a bad mood, right? Yeah. And that's understandably so. And then when that guy came in, you guys were so happy that the wallet was found, like because you had your health card in there and you yeah. know all the important stuff. Yeah. And uh, you wouldn't have been able to feel that happy had you not been that bummed right. out. It was a real 180 spin. Yeah. You know, <laughs> from uh, the house, like I thought uh, Abby was going to punch me in the face. <laughs> to uh, we're going to buy the neighbor a case of beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like let's say let's say you would have went out and had, um, like you would just went out and shoveled the driveway like you did. But instead, you went into Abby's truck and you took her wallet, like you're going to bring her wallet in, and you dropped it in the snow and stepped on it, and it got all like the cards and the receipts all wet. Yeah. And you lost, and somehow you lost the debit card or something like that. And then you bring you bring it to Abby, and it's like a wet pile of wallet, like like you just did, right? You just did that to her, right? Yeah. yeah. And and she and she would be really pissed off at you. She's like, "What the hell's wrong with you, Kevin?" Oh, we said I said hell right there. Sorry, I was trying to keep this one without the E on it, right? But I don't know if hell's going to do it. Because it's a family spectacular today, Kevin. So we wanted Beautiful. to... Anyhow, let's get this show started. We, I forgot to play uh, our theme song to get into it. Let's just get this show started. And then we'll talk about stuff. Let's see if this works. All right, let's go. There we go. really gets you in the mood Pete. well you got to open the show <laughs> Boom. that's baby making music Pete yeah it is nice I think it sounds like the wild the old west day the bad guys coming to town I love it I like to thank Dave Charter's rooster 2k7 on uh, YouTube and that's r-e-r-e-w-s-t-e-r -R -E -E 2k7 on YouTube for sending in texting me that uh theme song that he wrote for me see i thought he would be my one my theme song writer my music guy my one listener and my one true friend <laughs> but really he's your everything pete <laughs> well, no there's lots of other people i like to thank right now i gotta thank uh some of the people that made comments for me um there's comments you go on to uh itunes and you can get into live from the dutch hall and you can go on where you go new releases i was on new releases Sorry, a little dry there. So it's on new releases. I click on me and it says ratings and reviews. Live from the Dutch Hall. It says right there. I'm on the list with uh, with everyone else. Eh? And then uh, there it goes. Ratings and reviews. I have two reviews. One of them I wrote myself. I was just trying to get somebody to write a review about me. <laughs> so I wrote it myself. I said it was better than Christmas. That's shameful. I admit that. The next one I'd like to... <laughs> the next one I'd like to uh, uh, thank... Haitian Dwarf. Haitian Dwarf wrote me a comment, so I'd like to thank him. Haitian Dwarf, he uh, said he enjoyed episode one, exclamation point, and he gave me five stars. That's the most stars you can give. Kevin. Where do you think this guy's from, this Haitian oh, Dwarf? Ha ha Haiti, I believe. Right? Yeah. He's Haitian. He's a Haitian Dwarf. I think, it's, uh, I think it's a cover of Pete. You don't think that's his real name? I don't think that's where he's from. Oh, you don't think he's from Haiti? Ha no. Haiti. No, well, anyways, no. I, believe, I believe in my listeners. They're, they have no reason not to be honest with me. So this Haitian dwarf said it made him want to open his own internet sweatshop, dot, dot, dot. I thought that was a nice comment, eh? <laughs> Sounds like he's from Norfolk to me. <laughs> he might be. I think he probably is. I don't know. 
Yeah, but we did have like list, quite a few listeners from the U.S. Actually, did you believe that? No, not at all. Do our relatives know anybody out there? It's got to be some distant Van Dyke or something. Anyway, anyway, so today, Kevin, I wanted Kevin to come on the show. Kevin Van Dyke is my cousin, and uh, Kevin and I, we live fairly close to one another. And Well, the whole Van Dyke family really does, and uh, we're really tight as a family. And so we th- I thought Christmas season, we should, I should have on someone to, uh, that appreciated family as much as I did. And, and Kevin's idea when I asked him to come on was to talk about parenting. So I said, perfect, because that's a big part of like, you know, being part of a big family and having strong family values is that you take a lot of pride and you, you're very thoughtful when it comes to parenting. Is that right? Like well, what I noticed about you, you and I, have, we're nine years apart, right? Yeah. And, um, so like growing up, we weren't, uh, really close because there's quite an age gap between us. You were playing with Michael and, you know, some of the younger cousins and I was older. So we wouldn't really get to know each other that well. And then as you get to be adults then you get to know each other a lot better and realize that you're a lot the same, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's all kinds of, yeah, you don't really get to know each other until you grow up. It's where, uh, I think I found you out on the dance floor a few times and was kind of eyeing your moves up saying wow my cousin pete's kind of a cool cool cat at the weddings you mean uh, weddings or wherever you know when you get older at, at, at any event really but uh you get to get to actually know you right yeah and then when as we got even when now we spend a lot of time together we talk about a lot of things uh, in each other's like you have a really good setup in your garage we come over and spend a lot of time uh, chewing the fat out there yeah. And then you, and likewise, you come to the Dutch Hall from time to time, and we talk about all, all kinds of things, right? That's correct. But most of the time, we talk about, you know, what it means to be a better man and what it means to be a good dad and how you can, you know, like really pretty, pretty heavy things, right? Like, yeah. Not, we're not always just talking about hockey games and stuff like that. We're usually talking no. about pretty serious stuff, right? We talk about work quite a bit. Yeah, work. Yeah, what's all about, you know, or what your we, life or how, uh, you know, how, say, for instance, uh, we kind of are in the same, in our jobs, or, you know, we uh, dealt with agriculture, we dealt with the farmers, but maybe that, you know, we always wanted to be on the their side of the story, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, their part. We're, we're trying to help them as much as we can because, you know, we want to maybe be them. Yeah, but, that's right. But. I think we, both of us, when we were kids, thought that won't, that. That's we're, where we'd end up. We're kind of maybe alike because we don't have the, the nuts to jump into something. Yeah. Well, that's when I thought about doing a podcast way back when. I was thinking about um, – because, um, like, for years I was a banker. So I was in commercial banking, mostly in agriculture. Most of my time was doing um, commercial lending for agriculture. And you got to see, like, a lot of people, you know, start out their own farms and – kind of pursue their dreams yeah and be successful and you got to most of the time you got to sit down with really interesting entrepreneurs and like kind of pick their brains and you see what made you know what makes them tick like what they thought their secrets to success were and and now being away from that line of work for a while it's it's what i miss it's like sitting down with people and kind of like being able to learn from them and yeah interacting with uh, somebody that that does succeed is nothing but beneficial yeah, to yeah. you right yeah so Anyways, uh, yeah, that was a big thing. Th- that was a. Uh, anyways, uh, that. To, to, That's got nothing to do with family, Pete. Though. No, let's get back to family, right? <laughs> family. So. <laughs> so, anyways, we uh, we were going to talk about parenting, 
And parent, and so we were thinking because we were going to make the comparison. Obviously, naturally, we'd make the comparison between, say, the way we were raised and the way we're raising our kids. That potentially that our parents could be. We didn't want to do anything that would like potentially throw them under the bus or make them look like no. we were trying to slag them as parents, right? Well, like uh, the truth of the, the matter would be, um, I think a, a, any kid or maybe just you or I, I don't think it's just you or I that, you know, hated their parents growing up because you thought that they were terrible parents because they disciplined you or tried to lead you in the right direction, right? Right, but, right. But you don't really realize that until you get married or have kids of your own or, you know, and then you look at your parents like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, what, yeah. If I, which I doubt my parents would ever listen to this, but if they do, yeah, I love you very much. <laughs> yeah. Because that's going to be clear. Yeah. Right. Like we, we look at, there's a lot of, you know, I think any kid can probably pick apart their parent. No parents. Perfect. We, we would, as uh, I mean, our kids are going to pick apart what we did right. when we were, when we we're older, we're making mistakes. Every parent makes mistakes. They're all trying to do their best. Right. Mm hmm. And so with, uh, you know, when we make, when we talk about it, we're more talking about generational differences between, right. you know, the way the roles of the family were back then and the way they are now. I think, I think uh, we kind of get a, like, uh, it's kind of a joke for us when we talk about how our, not a joke, but we get humor out of it because we talk about a lot of how we were raised and we laugh about it. Like yeah, yeah. the things that our dads did or the way we were, you know, just, it's different yeah, I gotta, all in general. Right. So I got a I got a question for you. So for for um, like here's an example with when when our parents were uh, when we were kids like when I, especially when I was a kid I would imagine it'd be the same when you were a baby like uh, when you get circumcised right Wow Pete yeah I'm gonna go into uh, circumcision right okay. off the bat I should have uh, got into more when you know there were, I got a lot of feedback from people on the first episode <laughs> on circumcision no they didn't say about circumcision. <laughs> They gave me a little, I'm not really listening, but circumcision, I feel, is a good, but when we were, when I was circumcised, I believe, I don't remember it, but I was told that <laughs> I, you're extremely small or how did that go? Afterwards, afterwards, <laughs> I was going in, I was looking pretty good. <laughs> I think they took too much, Kevin. <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> I could use a bit of that back again. Anyhow, but the in my circumcision, I believe that my mother took uh, my soother and dipped it into cherry whiskey. Okay. And she let me have some cherry whiskey to settle me down before they cut my tip of my penis off. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> and so, uh, to me, that was an that was something that was quite common in the seventies. You know, they said even for colicky babies, people would put their soother in like whiskey and give it to the baby, and it would calm their colic down, right? Because they'd be drunk. Right. That's today. That's frowned upon. I believe that's right. frowned upon. Right. You don't want your soother hitting nothing. Because, but have yeah. you ever done that to your babies? Have you ever dipped their soother into booze? And this is where the circumcision uh, is. OK. OK. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I've uh, like uh, both of my kids have had a sip of beer or something. But no, I'm never dipping. Actually, yesterday, Macy was dipping her finger in a Ryan Coke I had <laughs> and putting it in her mouth. And I let her do it three or four times. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but um, it's not medicinal. You're not using it. I, I, I'm just uh, I'm thrown off by the whole circumcision thing here. Really, the, the circumcision is yeah. what throwing you off. Because uh, all I can think about is when I took Quinn. For, like I don't remember my circumcision at all. No, at all. But uh, I remember taking my son in for his circumcision, and it was like 
it was torture for me. Like I'm like just had this newborn, and I'm like you know I'm proud dad that it's a boy. I'm like yeah, you know, yeah, it's awesome. And then they take him away, and he's just like you know. He comes back and it, he was just perfect before, right? Right, his <laughs> yeah. package was beautiful. Yeah, it's just yeah. like you're, you know, you're proud. You're, yeah, you're proud dad. You're a proud dad, and uh, they mutilate, they mutilate his privates. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's. I was breathtaking. I'd go outside. I probably had 15 cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they give you a bill for it on top of that. No way. And being Dutch, I hate that shit. You know, like, <laughs> give me a bill. You just cut the tip of my kid's dink off. You know, I'm not giving you any money. <laughs> give me some freaking Vaseline already. You know, <laughs> I was disgusted. But yeah. anyway, I'm sorry. Don't bring that up ever. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's I okay. Didn't... I'm gonna have nightmares about that. Yeah, I have two. I have two daughters, so I never had to make that decision. I didn't know what it would do. Well, I still haven't. I'm glad I did because I never. I didn't. I still don't know what I would do. It, it really it plagues me. Jesus was circumcised, right? That's yeah. a, that's an argument, right? Because he's Jewish. <laughs> I'm but, not getting. Listen, I'm gonna tell you straight up, Pete. We're not talking about I'm this. I'm not getting into any of that shit because <laughs> that's not happening. I'm gonna look like a complete retard on this. I I don't even know what I'm talking about. You know, no, I'm, not, I'm just saying we're talking about circumcision here. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. I never made my mind up on it. I was really, I really did a lot of thinking about it. But I, and we, had, I had two girls. So I never had to decide. So I you, think, you, you would or you wouldn't if, uh, if you did have a boy. I never made my mind up. I don't know what I do. We'll make it up. I think, jeez. Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> you know what? I probably, I'd probably go with. I'd probably do it. I'd probably do it. You know, I probably would. And the reason is. That, yeah, just know there's less things to worry about. Like I'm kind of glad you are yourself, right? Yeah, I am. Well, then you know about it. Huh? So then you can teach your. You would be able to, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, I don't know. Like friends of mine that they they are and their kids aren't. Like I don't know how they have to learn. Like a like probably like a, their mother would, right? But they still they just gotta They'd learn. They have to sit down. You mean? I don't know. You got clean in there, don't you? Like they got a whole bunch of extra skin or something. You got to clean whatever collects in there. I had one friend with it. He's disgusting. I don't know. I'm not gonna mention his name, but he's filthy. <laughs> he knows who he is. <laughs> I don't know. I asked him questions about what it was like to not be circumcised. Cause that's the only thing. It was a good friend of mine. I asked him, you know, like, what do you gotta do? Clean in there and stuff. And he'd be like, uh, you know, you got, yeah, you got to. <laughs> and he would talk about like t he would talk i don't know how much you, you seem uncomfortable by the whole thing but <laughs> I, I just because i have such a close friend that i grew up with that uh same thing and and uh it's just that's all he kind of infatuates on like piss bombs and <laughs> and uh dick cheese and whatnot it's yeah. just disgusting it's and disgusting. I, i'm thrown back yeah i don't know what to do with it so <laughs> that's why i think i would probably get my son circumcised if i had one because i just like uh i don't want to have that guy as my son right <laughs> My one friend that's not circumcised, disgusting. I'm not going to have, you know, my son's him. And we're like, ah, cheese dick Van Dyke. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> right. so, I don't know. I couldn't do it. But then I hear now a lot of kids aren't getting circumcised, right? So it's like more, it's 50-50, I think, now. So then those kids, now, you know, when we were in, when I was young, if you went to the locker room in high school, the people that would come shower that were not circumcised, generally the Italians and the Portuguese, that's how it was, like face facts, or the Polish kids that are right off the boat, right? Those were the ones that weren't circumcised. And then, and people would rip, would, would rib them about their, we, you know, really? call them snagglecock and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> I but just, uh, I didn't do it. But usually I, I hit the showers and just, uh, 
you know, wash the hair. I didn't really look at that kind of stuff like you guys did, you and your friends, Pete. <laughs> You know, I wasn't into that. I don't know. uh, I don't know what nationality is or isn't. Uh, Oh yeah, you're. Yeah, you're. You don't see that sort of stuff, right? You visit all the halls, right? (laughs) I love everyone. Yeah, you like the Greeks, the Hungarians, and the Belgians, and the Germans. My uh, nickname around the neighborhood is the Jamaican Whisperer. Yes, it is. I I was gonna do. We could do a whole other show about offshore labor. Because I think that the take on offshore labor around here is interesting. I think if you, you know, there's a lot to talk about on that. Because there's a, so many different people treat their guys so differently. Yeah. That come sure. down. To help. Some of them treat like guys that came down to help, and some of them treat them like they're, you know, like I don't know, like there's they're people, like slaves almost, like they're theirs to run, to push around, you know. And uh, I was lucky. My like when we were on our farm, we always had. Uh, we always had guys from all over the place that would come work. Even before the offshore program, we would have um, guys from Jamaica who were looking for a job, like who got to the country somehow and they were looking for a summer job. Some of them weren't even citizens yet, you know, so you had to kind of figure out creative ways to give them work, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, But they'd live in our bunkhouse, and they were good guys. They would come in and eat Thanksgiving, you know, they'd eat Thanksgiving dinner with us if they were still around, you know. And... Uh, and we always treated. We always thought they were just really interesting people that came from came to work for us. We were appreciative of them, right? Like it was. Yeah, for all, sure. It was all. It wasn't. Uh, could we have Dutch students? Did, did you have Dutch students? Um, I know. I don't think we, maybe one year, but I, we had uh, some guys from Quebec one year. Uh, we and then we had Bayesians, like from Barbados and uh, Jamaicans. We've had. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, we I can't remember any uh, Dutch students. We used to have Dutch students live in our bunkhouse, and then we would have to we would feed them. So we, they'd come to our basement, and you'd feed them three three meals a day. It was a, it was like a work abroad program. I think. I know uh, mom used to cook, but I don't remember any like I I don't remember that happening. Yeah, that was when I was really young. So you would have been just a baby during those years, right? Well, we were uh, what, nine nine years. Yeah, nine years apart. Yeah, nine years apart. So yeah, I was most of the time the Dutch students were there would probably been right around the time you were born. Probably was when they were at our farm. Like I think of the whole this whole subject that we're talking about is pretty uh, iffy. To, to, to like you get yourself to, like um, I just I think I don't know. I treat everybody just uh, off of first impression or how they act or if they're a hard worker or they're you can talk to them. They're you know some people I don't really I don't care where they're from or yeah, yeah. I look at it as. Like they got us, you know, they're coming, they're a grown man. They got to live with, you know, six other guys or something in a house. And yeah, if you I, don't know them. And have you ever done that? Have you ever gone away no, overseas to go well, work? Or like anything? the most things I, I've went away for like a week, a couple, like a week at a time and had to stay in a hotel room with one other guy. And you know, right. that's even difficult. Like it's, but when you were young, did you ever do like tree planting or anything no, where no, you went away? No. no, I did that one time. That'd be probably the closest thing. And I had friends of mine that went to like Australia for the work abroad program and people went right. into England and stuff and they did exchanges yeah. where they'd go work on a farm over there. Yeah, it's different. Like if you, uh, you build relationships with some of these guys too, right? Like if um, they're down, you know, we had a guy, one um, guy that worked for us. I know, I knew him for like 20 years, you know, so it's, it's not just like, it's, it's different, I guess, in my eyes and some people don't build relationships i guess with them yeah well sometimes Whatever. that's because they have a hundred of them or yeah you know, and sometimes it's just because the way they look at people it's just different right i always like the fact that you know my experience on both sides of my family were always like really if 
accept, treat everyone the same. And mm. I think for the most part, that's the way the people that I grew up with always did, did things like, well, I think, uh, getting back to the topic of our, why you're doing this show is because of family too. I think that's the way we were raised as well, mm -hmm. you know, to I don't know, treat everybody as, as the way, you know, you would treat yourself right. or, I don't know. What if, if there, I guess what I'm trying to say is you can, we can read people or you can read a person and if, you know, doesn't matter who they are, if they're a good person, they're a good person. If they're not, they're not. That's, that's yeah, yeah. how I judge people. I don't care where you come from. Sometimes I think of these guys coming down and. Yeah, but it's beyond, it's a little bit past that too, Kevin, because when they call you the Jamaican whisperer, they're calling you the Jamaican whisperer because like you relate to these guys like better. And you also, you also understand what they're saying too. Like so you, it's something in the way you, you learn their, you learn how to speak, whatever, or you understand it. You hung around with them enough to pick up on that language, right? Not Jamaican so much, uh, like Bayesians I grew up with and they're, they're, it's a, it's a different, I don't know. It's hard to, some people take the time to. So what's the language, what's the language like, uh, compared to English, the Bayesian language or compared to. It's just, there's different. It's just like a lot of slang. Oh, right. Well, isn't that the same with the. Yeah, the but uh, like Jamaican uh, talk, like it's different language, not different language. It's all English. It's just broken differently, I guess. But a lot of that's like, uh, uh slang too. Like, like if they want to talk about back up the car or something, they go like reverse it. Like, or something. I don't think so. Summit? No? no. I don't know. Do it. You don't know? Do you say any of it now? Can you do can you do No, it? I don't I don't uh Come on, Dan. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it, Pete. All right. I know you I know what you're trying to get at here. All right. right now. Well let's get into like let's talk about a little bit about uh the like about being a a parent, right? About mm -hmm. being a parent. That's what we were supposed to be talking about, parenting, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have two two kids. You have uh, a, a a boy and a girl. Yeah. How how old? Five. Uh, my son's five and my daughter's uh, two. Five and two? Yeah. And I have two daughters, uh, t uh, almost one that's 11, almost 12, 12 at the end of January, and one that's uh, 10. Right. right. That's what I have. So I'm a, yeah. I'm a bit ahead of you. Yeah. But. And that's kind of why I brought up to you why I wanted to talk about this because we talk about our dads and the way we were raised and our grandpa and stuff like that, but there's a gap between us as well. So like the way where you are in your stage of parenting and where I am and where our dads are and theirs. Yep. And how that all kind of, that I'm interested in all that. Yeah. But like uh, to get, yeah. Okay. So let's so go, let's start with it then. Like, what do you think the main difference between, Oh, I think this, I think this, I think that uh, no matter what you think, like, or it's a, you tell me what you think because, uh, if you if you always parent uh, to try to correct the mistakes or what you feel you were lacking in in growing up, right? You know, like if you, if you think you're um, you didn't get enough material things, I think that's what everybody thinks is like. Uh, okay, when I have a kid, I'm gonna do this and this and this and this and this different from what my parents did, right? But uh, as the years go by, I guess you you realize that you maybe you haven't or. You're trying to, but you're doing the same things. Like, you catch yourself. What do you mean? Sorry. Um, like, I don't know. Like, you're thinking, or 
or even when you're looking outside of somebody with a child and they're they're giving them shit or like you know right you, you think oh they're they're pretty hard on the you know, yeah. pretty hard on the kid yeah. but really you don't have a clue what kind of situation they're in oh I know you know what I mean the kid could have just bit him in the leg or been yeah you know you know how your children they tick you they can tick you off or press your buttons yeah, all day yeah. long right so wow that's so, yeah, like I got a story about that. One time I was at the rec center, you know, I was, my kids were in swimming class, and I was sitting there waiting for them. They're old enough now that they get themselves changed. And, like, I don't have to go in there and help them get changed. So, so I sit outside the, the change room, and I wait for them to finish changing out of their swimsuits, and I take them home, right? And I'm there, and I'm watching all the moms bring in the smaller children to swimming classes, you know? And they, they have to come in with their winter coats on, take them off, and then take their boots off, and then put them in the little cubby that they have outside the change room, their wet boots and their coat, and then they go in. That's what these moms have to do. So yeah. I'm sitting on the bench outside of the block of the shoes and stuff like that. Excuse me. And then um, and I'm, I'm watching the moms freak out, like, consistently, one after another, just freaking having a meltdown, right? Because <laughs> it's like 6 o'clock, right? They've been, they, they just probably came back from work. Yeah. They, they had to get their kids packed up, fed real quick, and, like, off to... Yeah. And the whole time, the kids are just being dickheads, right? Their kids are just... Oh, yeah. And the, the moms are at the end of their rope, right? So they, by the time they come in, they're freaking out over the smallest things. They're not even freaking out about anything in particular. The one mom, I remember... She had these two sweet little kids, right? They're just cute as a button, like just really sweet kids. And they come in, and the mom's like, okay, take your boots off, right? And the yeah. kids are taking their boots off, and they put it into this cubby, right? And the kid's going, I want to put it into that cubby, right? And the mom's like, put it into that cubby, <laughs> right? Yeah. She's just like, she's, you put it in that cubby right now. Because I told you so. You're or gonna... we're going home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, but the thing is, Pete, it's because... The mom just, or the dad, or whoever it is, just got done work 25 minutes ago, rushed home to get the kid to swimming lessons, right? And mm -hmm. uh, if the kid does something wrong, like, you know, looks at you the wrong way, you're going to lose your shit on him because you're just in such a rush. Yeah. And, you, uh, you know, it's not the kid's fault. And, no. then you, and then you end up giving him heck all night long, and it just turns into a bad night, and then you think when he goes to bed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, oh, I, I've been home since five. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've been three hours with your children and yeah. you just feel terrible about it. You know, that that's yeah. another thing, right? It's like, yeah, I think about that a lot that sometimes parents just fill up their day with a bunch of shit. Like, with, or, sorry, I, I think we've lost the E. Have we lost that E rating by now? E rating? I don't think it's, no, I think we're all right. You said the shit a couple times. Okay. Yeah, I think we've got shit out there, so we have to go with shit. <laughs> okay. We're trying, last time I swore too much. I said too many swear words, and it, Dave was actually quite—he uh, was quite polite, but I—I I right. took it too far, I think. But that's because I think if he swore, that um, his wife would kick his ass. Oh yeah, you think so? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he was concerned I, about <laughs> about whether he said something wrong or not. I'm like, you didn't say anything wrong. I did a dead beat. I think Dave did a great job. Yeah, Dave did a good job. Anyway, so we're talking about uh, uh, the people being busy. Like I was saying, yeah. like um, with for me, like. Um, like, I look at how you, you end up, especially when you have young kids, you know, it seems like you go to work, you come home, and you, you have to feed them, then you have to do the reading with them, then you have to bathe them, then you have to, you know, put them to bed, you know. And but all you did was work. You never right. spent any time, like, just hanging out with them and just playing, like, getting to know them, listening to what they're, what's right. going on in their heads and stuff like that. It's routine, right? So it's like uh, you got to do this, 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 and this, and you don't, sometimes you don't take the time to yeah. realize why they're, bitchy or why they're upset yeah. or you know because you i don't know yeah because you schedule 
That's right. You got stuff to do, but with the kids, I mean, yeah, a lot of times they're acting out because they really feel like acting out because there's something's bugging them, you know, and it might just be that they're not getting any time with you or that, you know, or whatever, you know, yeah. to sit there and look at them. I see that a lot, like with, in our lives, you know, a lot of times we, we, we look past our kids and as your kids grow older, like when you get to 10 and 12, like when you get to teenagers and, you know, like parents, I think a lot of times they see their kids growing up and they see them being able to be more responsible and being able to do more of the things for themselves but they think their job is done then, you know, like right. they think, well, then they don't need me still to, you know, be there for support or to know, cause they're still going through things that their brains are still developing. Even when they're, I think up until you're 24, I saw this last night on TV, until you're 24, your frontal cortex or something is the front part of your brain still developing. So you're not completely developed until right. you're 24. So you're, 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 you're really still a kid, even up until that point in time. Right? Like an issue I'm having right now, um, what I want to like growing up where I did, I um, just down the road from Big Creek or like a water source, you know. And now where Crick? I C R E E K Crick. <laughs> Not getting into Dawson's Crick. Sorry, go ahead. Creek Crick Crack. No, it's Crick around here. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Anyway, so now where I'm living now is the same thing. I have water behind our house, so. I'm thinking as a kid, I, um, not as like, I don't know. I spent a lot of time down by the water. I had a, you know, a, a rope and I, a tree house and, and all kinds of stuff. And I used to play by the water all the time. And I never really got, there's some situations where I got myself into trouble, but never really, you know, still here right now. So I'm thinking for my son, I'm worried about it. I'm worried about that because it's dangerous, right? Right. Because we're playing by the water. Isn't a good thing. No, 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 no. But at the same time, I learned a lot as a kid just being out there, and I yeah. had a blast with my buddies out there. So I, I know that. Yeah, I know yeah. how, like, I still remember it to this day that I love that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't really want to take that away from him. So I'm trying to think, like, should I be taking him down there now? He's five. Right, right. So I have once already. Like, should I walk him down there, you know, and get him to know the area? Or should I say never go down there? Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I remember when I was a kid... My parents, uh, we had an irrigation pond on our farm. That was our yeah. big danger. Yeah. And uh, our parents told us there was a monster in the pond. And they called, we called it the monster pond. We didn't call it the irrigation pond. We called it the monster pond because there was a monster. There was this legend that my parents cooked up that yeah. there was a monster in that pond. And that was in order to keep us safe and away from the pond. So did you and your brother say, oh, I was scared of the pond? Or did you guys want to go check out the monster? Or like No, we were scared of the pond. It worked on us. I know you look at me like you're disappointed in me, but that's the fact. <laughs> that's what happened when I was a kid. We were both put, we were both real chicken of the pond. We were scared of it for real, because my dad would come back with these horrific stories about this monster with red eyes and stuff. Right? We yeah. heard, we believe, we bought right into it. <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing, and so we, the anyways, I'd see my buddies who had farms and they had irrigation ponds, and they would in the winter time they didn't have a swimming pool. They'd go swim in the irrigation pond, mm -hmm. and uh, they'd get leeches and stuff, and. Uh, and I thought it was awesome. I thought it looked great. Like, I'd, I'd love to go in the irrigation pond. Ours, we can't go in because there's a monster in it, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, my parents did the same thing. But, but when I was doing some reading on parenting, because I was just, in case I didn't have anything to talk about, I wanted to be able to go to something I read. I still have stuff to talk about, but I'm just doing it anyway. It was just, um, they, uh, they said that um, parents in the 70s and uh, were more, which is when I was a kid mostly, was um, they were more likely to let you, let you like 
go. They weren't keeping tabs on you. And right. even through the 80s, they said, you know, like, parents knew their kids had homework, but they they just assumed the kid was taking care of it. And they assumed if the kid didn't do his homework, then the kid would get in trouble at school from the teacher. And then they would it would show up on the report card, the kid's getting bad marks, he's not doing his homework, right? And uh, nowadays, it's the parent's responsibility to make sure the kid does the homework. And if the kid doesn't do the homework, it's somehow, like, it's ours to teach, you know, like, to work through stuff with your kids. And I notice that as my kids get older, there's a lot of stuff that they're coming home with, and they don't really know what they're supposed to do with it. And they just ask you to help them do it, right? And so you, you do it. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I don't remember ever going to my parents for help with homework. Like, I just either did it, and if I couldn't do it, then I got a bad mark. Like, it was just... I just had to figure it out or not. It's right? kind of foggy, the homework for me, because I don't think I did a whole lot of it. I didn't so do any of it. Yeah. I, I, uh, I can't really remember sitting down and having my parents help me with oh, homework, maybe on some projects or whatever, but for the most part, I don't remember any of that. Um, school, I think my parents, like, for me, the questions are like, like for music, for you growing up, what did, what, what was your dad listening to or what like were they big on music or was music playing in the house all the time my dad had uh he did not like music at all especially electric guitar didn't like electric guitar he would listen to old country music and then um he'd have it on the local radio station and then it would just be because it would be, have local weather and stuff yeah so you like for me too growing up but like the radio was always on in the morning when you when you woke up right for the news but like uh, otherwise it was ABBA and Meatloaf. Yeah. Or like Christmas carols on Christmas. My but. dad listened to, um, to, uh, or sorry, my, my dad listened to, um, oh, darn it, I lost it. Oh, oldies, oldies 1150. You yeah, know, we'd listen to oldies. AM station. AM station. You could cut it on the planter and stuff. Yeah. Like when we were planting tobacco or when we were in the strip room or whatever, it was always oldies 1150. So I, I listen to a lot of the oldies. I still, I probably know them all off by heart by now because I've listened to every single one of them from the 50s and 60s. And then it was old country. And then my mom liked like um, Christopher Cross, you know, and like, yeah. uh, uh, I remember Crystal Gale. And uh, who's the one that's saying, uh, don't make my brown eyes blue? Is that? I have no idea. You don't know that one? No. The, Linda Ronstadt? I couldn't, Is that tell, you. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I know my um, brother said that he, my brother said I got so much useless information running through my head and that that's why it's good that I'm doing this podcast because he said that uh, otherwise it would just bounce around there until I went crazy. Why are you doing this podcast? Why am I doing it? Because yeah. I think I already went crazy. That's what I really think. <laughs> what do you think all these people are thinking? I don't that really are care. listening. I don't care. Most some of them think literally <clears throat> I think of the people that listen to this. Like from the feedback I got uh, from the first episode, the, there was a lot of people that said um, that they liked it. Uh, it was because it was a familiar voice, like because they know me. And then uh, some people were podcast fans, like they listen to other podcasts and they said it was great, you know, like to have a perspective that they relate to because they still know me. Like most people kind of, cl- I don't believe other than the Haitian dwarf, I've gotten any <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> feedback from people I didn't know. Right. But a lot of people did not like the, uh, the uh, the dead baby segment from last week. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't. I, I don't know how I stand on that one either. Well, it was all. Uh, it was all kind of um, at the spur of the moment. But I'll, I'll make a promise to my listening audience because I appreciate their feedback. 
I'm going to just make a promise. And next time in the future, when any dead baby segments will be classified as 100% bad news. Is that a, That's a bad joke, Pete. What? Is that, was, <laughs> that was a bad joke? See, I'm 0 for 2 with a dead baby joke. I'm 0 for 2 with it. I'm not getting into that. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I apologize to everybody for that. So, <laughs> but people, people like uh, I've been telling them about this podcast. Say so you got what ha- you're doing, and um, like I was saying to you earlier, um, as soon as you you mentioned that it's published, or like then they're like, "Whoa, what? What? what why is he? What's going on? Is he making money? What's what's he doing this for? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Like he's just doing it. Yeah, I'm just doing it because anyone can do it. To me, I didn't pay attention to the internet for so long. I just knew that it was. Like, I knew people were doing stuff with it, but then I, I looked at it, and I'm like, really, anyone can do that? And I started reading up on it, you know? And I'm like, yeah, you can do that. You can just get an account, or you can just, put like, upload it to it. They just have to screen it, make sure you're not breaking any rules, and then it's up. Well, like, I, I, like, I think pretty much what it is is just um, a way of uh, communication for our family. Because, like I said, I think that's... <laughs> the majority of the people listening yeah so they're going to be listening right now i think and like what the hell are these two up to you know what are they saying i wonder if they're worried and if you screw up now you know we're gonna know it because cole's getting married yeah i know i know a lot of people are gonna be going on a long drive like a four-hour drive (laughs) where they got a time to listen to the whole thing (laughs) we get up there and no one will talk to us hey over this stupid stuff that we do No, but that's the point. I think we got to, that's why we have to really make it clear that how much we, how much we like being a part of the Van Dyke family, like growing up with that big support group, they call it dolphin parenting. You ever heard of the term dolphin parenting? No. Or there's dolphin parenting, tiger parenting, and then jellyfish. I think that's the three, the three theories, right? You don't like when I talk about things I've read, eh? (laughs) I can see that you get all like twisty in the face. You get like mad. Uh, like I just read stuff. Can I just tell you? It's just ridiculous. It's a, th- a person did a theory on a thesis or wrote a book or something. She's some sort of professor in some professional imp- parenting. Jellyfish parenting. What is jellyfish parenting, Pete? Jellyfish parents are ones that let the kids run the show. They're just like spineless, like gelatinous masses. Just, just like, just lazy parents. They just let their kids run the show. They're bad parents. And then there's like uh, the tiger parents are like the uh, really authoritative, like. Their kid's going to practice piano eight hours a day. Over the top. Over the top, controlling, scheduling every minute. They're going to go to the first kid's first job interview, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. Like, or, and then there's a lot of them right now. They, they think they're the best parents in the world, but there's obviously side effects that come with that style of parenting where, you know, your kids are going to generally be – they're kind of like beaten up, you know, by all that structure you put onto them. And they tend to have more cases of depression and, and more cases of uh, like uh, – did you read a novel on this? Or no, I read how, do you, how do you got know, how do you know so much about tiger parenting? You said you wanted to do a podcast <laughs> on parenting. So you read it up for the whole week? Yeah. I just wanted to talk shoot the shit a little bit about it, you know. <laughs> I bring I come prepared. <laughs> I come prepared. Kevin. You're like Wikipedia over there. Yeah, on, but we're dolphins. We're dolphins. Parenting. We're dolphins. The Van Dykes are dolphins is my point. Explain. Dolphins the, are like a pod, right? So, like, the idea was, like, old-fashioned, kind of like more old-fashioned parenting. Like, the ones that we can, we can knock them all they want. We can knock our parents' generation for the no seat belts and the smoking in the vehicles with the windows up. And yeah. the And the whatever else they did, like, opening their beers with, with their seat belt and stuff. You know, like, all that. But the reality was, back in those days, the whole community looked 
raise the kids. You know, like if you would expect your if your kid was out of line at school, the teacher put him in a place. Yeah. If your kid's at the arena and he's acting up and some other parent that's there sees a kid doing something wrong, that parent's going to give him trouble, right? Right. And our and when your parent finds out that you know, so and so whose kid yeah. who's at the arena gave your kid crap, they they're going to say good, you deserved it, right? Like you 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 should have gotten crap. And, and nowadays you think that um the the parent that the 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 child that's getting in trouble, their parent will be be mad about them getting in trouble. Oh, you bet yeah. yeah. Would you go up to a, a stranger's kid and give him tr- trouble in the arena? No. No. You might talk to him, but you're doing it quiet because you know you're going to get in trouble by that parent. Right. You don't want to be get, and that's the sh- a shame. It used to be they said it took a village to raise a child, right? And there was something to be said about that. And in our case, we were a huge family, so we were always getting together with aunts and uncles and cousins, and so most of the people that were keeping you in line were your relatives, anyways, right? right? Yeah. But even still, if you were in Toronto during those days, or like. Um, london or like a city like your block would kind of keep you in order your neighbors mm. your neighbors would well, keep your kids that's kind of what i was trying to say when i was talking about going down to the water as a kid like i don't know the age to send them down there and i'm trying to think back when i went i was pretty like my parents kind of let me looking back i always was on the quad or i was always gone doing something bicycle i used to you know ride my bicycle to school not all the time but they let me do it like a few times a year as like a, you know, in grade three, four or five or something like that. Right. Yeah. Like I won't, I don't know if I'd let my kids do that right now. Like it's oh, a yeah. different, it's a different world. I think. Oh yeah. By the time I was 12 years old, I remember taking my bike across the highway. Like I went to my friends. I had a, a Portuguese friend who had big lunches. Eh? His, his parents made big lunches. So, um, Portuguese lunches are great. Buns right from Toronto. Oh, no, they're from Simcoe, from the from the Portuguese bakery they had. It was great. The pop sitch, it was great. <laughs> pop sitch. His mom made is a great cook. So I would ride my bike. I'd ask to go visit my friend. I'd have to ride my bike across the highway and then go to his place. It was a long bike ride. Like yeah, it, like it's long enough to drive there. Right. Let alone to ride your bike. But I was so excited because I'd go there, eat my lunch, and then I'd ride back and eat a big supper. Right. <laughs> got to get two big meals that day. It was great. But but nowadays, yeah, would I let my daughter do that? No way. Like, she's 12. I would never let her do that. No. But it's a shame. You know, the other day I told her when she was here, she was, uh, it was a, she, it's a tough age, right? When they're getting to be that age, because they're going through a lot of stuff, you know? They're just starting to, you know, grow up. She's, she's shot up. She's really tall now and stuff like that. So, you know, she's starting to grow up a little bit physically and you think, and emotionally, they're still kids, right? They're still little kids, so... It's tough, you know, it's another awkward phase. And, and so she was having a day where she just wanted to go outside and ride around on her scooter or something like that. And I said to her, why don't you go walk down the subdivision and go to the park? Just right. go for a walk by yourself. Like, take your scooter right to the park, you know, by yourself. And she goes, um, really, just me? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, go. Just see, you know, you got a friend that lives up there, like. Yeah. And you kind of just let her go on these little things. I said, just go there and come back. Like, that's it. Like, first time out. Like, yeah. spread your wings a little bit and then come back in. And she did it. And I didn't tell her sister because I know her sister would be jealous. And it's not fair for me to let her sister do it because she's not, she's not as old, right? It should be you yeah. come up to that age. And so I just I thought it was a good opportunity to let her go out and do it. And she did it. And she was real proud when she came back because you could, you could tell she was happy that she right. did it. She had a little bit of independence, a little bit. Because I don't want them to go from being – 
sheltered so much by me where I'm keeping them in my, in the nest all the time. And like, you know, wiping their butts. And then all of a sudden you let them go to university or something or go to high school, even, you know, where yeah. you just unload them into responsibility and they've never gotten any of themselves. And now they got to go from zero to 80, trying to figure out how to I think that's where you run into trouble. Kind of like, I don't know. I think for us growing up on a farm too, is like you have such a vast amount of land to do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. yeah. And you just do it. And that that's where we kind of, got our independence from i think oh yeah yeah like that's how we learned to drive we just took a truck there was a bunch of like farm trucks for work then you you could always get into it and figure out how to work the gear shift here right yeah like on your last episode you were talking about how you uh couldn't touch the pedals on the farm yeah and like your dad's yelling you you're running over plants you know around the (laughs) corner what the hell you idiot (laughs) yeah (laughs) like you sorry dad yeah, like I had the very first tractor we had that I did irrigation pipe on was an old blue Ford, and it had um, the, the 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 hitch was on the front because our our the guy that owned our farm at the time was really stingy about how much land you could use for irrigation driveways. Mm-hmm. So they don't say you can only use two rows or two and a half rows or whatever it was. It was really tight. So for you to get into the like irrigation driveways, you could do okay headlands, but your irrigation driveways were really narrow, right? And so. The only way to really get in without running over a whole bunch of tobacco plants was to put the hitch on the front of the tractor and and you had to go in reverse the whole time, right? But I'm a like I must have been I couldn't have been more than six, really, <laughs> like for real. Like I think I was five, but you know to give my maybe I was six, but still that's pretty young. And I remember I was pushing in the pedal and my dad would put it into gear and all I had to do was was steer it, right? But you're steering it backwards. So you had to like when you wanted to go wanted to go right, you had to steer left. You know, like it was opposite, yeah, yeah. right? So you're a kid just learning to steer, and so I remember you tell- should know how to counteract that for. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I was a little <laughs> slow. Eh? It took me a while. So my dad was like, I was. I remember as a kid, I was. I re- I recognized very early the that this was not the best way to do it. It was too hard, right? I wanted to do it easier. So I said, Why don't you put it? Why don't you go forwards? Why don't you drive forward? Meaning, yeah. Why don't you? put hitch it on the back and drive forwards into it i didn't know the angles to get right. into that i didn't know that was the reason because it was too young right but i just thought if i could drive it forward it'd be a lot easier i could just have to steer it right so my dad said oh you think you're so smart right like yeah. go ahead drive forward right so he gets me on the headlands where it's big there's a lot of room for you to drive so, uh, and uh and he says drive forward well the wagon he didn't move the wagon the wagon's on the front of the tractor so when i drive forward it just starts like jackknife jackknifing <laughs> on me you know like of course you can't drive it and as a, and i'm a, i'm a little kid i'm thinking this isn't what i meant but like how do you <laughs> how do you like you like have an argument with this grown man you know like at, at the, that age of 6 like to try to <laughs> i wasn't going to win i couldn't even think fast enough to figure out how to argue with him you know anyways he messed with me. <laughs> <laughs> it really got to you. It sounds, sounds like it, Pete. Well, I always remember it, right? That's just funny. You think back about your parents, but you don't think about how old they were at the time. My parents were 27 years old, and they had four kids right. at, at 27, right? Yeah. That's, that's a lot, right? A lot on your plate as when you're still figuring stuff out as being a young, young man, yeah. and a young woman, you know? So when you think about that, looking back, you're like, you know, you got to give them some slack, right? Because they're doing wh- twice as much as what I'm doing yeah. at a younger age, where they, you their know, their fuse is so much shorter. Right? Yeah, yeah. You got more. You're full of more piss and vinegar when you're yeah. when you're young. You know, you still got a lot of fight in you. And I always think about that now. Let me look back. Like when when I was when my first daughter was born, Caitlin. I remember I was in the delivery room, 
And my, when my wife was giving birth, I saw, you know, right when her head crowned, mm-hmm. not when there was like the bubble, you know, the bubble. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the bubble? I've seen everything, Pete. You were in the delivery room for both your children? Yeah. 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 Where did you have your babies? Where? Woodstock. Woodstock? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Quinn was born, uh, the doctor that delivered Quinn was the same doctor that um, Abby and I were both delivered by. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? You yeah. were born in Woodstock? Yeah. Really? Yeah, my mom's from Norge, so. All right. That's where I went. Anyways, uh, yeah, so when it was, when the head crowned out of uh, my wife's uh, private area. <laughs> yeah. Right? It wasn't the bubble. It was when the head came out. Then right away, I could see it was a baby. It had a baby's head, baby's face, right? Then I felt bad right away. A, a wave of guilt kind of ran through me, and I just thought, I got to call my mom. And say I'm sorry for being such a dick. I know. I know. Yeah, big time. Like, I don't know if I said that. When I said to my mom, I called her. And I think I said, congratulations, you have a granddaughter. But I think I also must have apologized. If I didn't, I meant to. Because I felt just terrible. uh, I think the responsibility hits you. Yeah. You know, like, holy shit. This is mine. And I got to make sure it doesn't die. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Or it turned out to be a terrible and then person. You just think all the bad things, like uh, when I had a Macy. Yeah. I uh, almost fainted because I'm like, I had a flashback. I'm like, of all the bad things I've done <laughs> to girls, to girls. Oh yeah. <laughs> or like the way, and just like, I'm like, no. Yeah. Not like the bad things I've done. That came out wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That came out totally wrong, Pete. You do that. You know, you're twisting things over there. Sorry, I was making it spicy. <laughs> but that's not, that's not, uh, just, uh, yep. you're just scared. Well, I have two girls, and I thought, I don't know if, I would have a harder time with a boy, I think. Like, I think if I had a boy, I'd be tough on him. Because I'm the namesake, right? Because, you know, it's William Peter. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, tougher on them, for sure. It's like, it's harder to give, give my daughter trouble than Quinn because it's just I don't know and same with you like growing up you'd have more opportunities to butt heads with your dad than you would your mom right right because because you're a man right and you're you're working with your dad you're you're spending more time with him he he wants you to like fill a role that he's he thinks you're going to be in the same role as him you know like so he's getting you yeah. ready to be a man you know yeah and so there's more opportunities to butt heads with your mom you know she's more of an in the nurturing role where women will be more apt to to uh butt heads with their mom because they spend more time with them and they also like are seeing themselves grow up into them or whatever. I so. guess it depends. Just depends on the situation you're in. Who you spend more time with is, is a big one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I guess so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you, um, uh, well, anyways, uh, what were we talking about before that? We we're saying about, um, ah, I lost it again. Getting old, Kevin. Well, you're getting hair in places you've never seen before, Pete. Oh, yeah. You know what I got for Christmas? I got a, uh, from Santa Claus. What's I, that? I, I got a bunch of presents from Santa Claus this year. More than, more than normal, but uh, less than the rest of my family. So I was the worst of all of us. <laughs> it's true. But, <laughs> but anyways, I got a nose hair trimmer and an ear hair trimmer. From Santa Claus. He knew that I was getting disgusting to the point where I needed a device to get rid of that. That's the worst part about getting old. I don't feel like I'm looking that much different as I get older, but I feel like my 
the hair that grows out of me is the what's disgusting. Like I think eventually I'll be like the Wolfman, like those uh, Mexican Wolfman people. <laughs> I think I will be because I can actually grow hair on the on like the front of my nose, the tip of my nose, like this. Like disgusting. I, I gotta pluck them out. <laughs> Your wife cuts my hair, and she. I sometimes I tell her to do my eyebrows because I look like a, a like a mad scientist. I've made um, I made a slideshow for my parents for Christmas this year, and uh, I did it like. Uh, it's called a um, a walk through the past, and uh, I'm looking at my dad, and I, I got all I got all of his albums, and I put them all, and you know, scanned a bunch of old pictures and put them in a the slideshow. And I'm looking, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, when did Dad start getting man boobs, or when did he when did he start putting on weight? You know, I'm because I'm, I'm getting worried about that because I'm at the age where I'm like, it's going, it's gonna happen, it's yeah. gonna blow here. So what do you what do you think you're going to do? Are you do you see yourself as just accepting your fate as that you will be developing the same breasts as your father or do you think that you can change it? You can like somehow through like lifestyle changes or Like I'm trying to be proactive. I'm 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 getting up and I'm I'm doing 10 sit-ups. Yeah. But that's all. I can't, I don't work out. I can't do it. It's just like I got to play a I got to play a sport or I it just like I I can't sit there and work out. I just can't you just do can't it. watch a DVD and just no, I'm do not yoga a, in front of I'm your TV? Not, I'm not into the downward dog pee. <laughs> no. I can't do it. I just, I, I, I don't know. So I'm worried, but I, I'm kind of trapped. Like, I think I'm going to just watch myself. Oh, I'm full on, like, full on ashamed of myself. If you come to the window of our house, like, in the morning and watch me do my exercise routine with my wife, because we work... <laughs> <laughs> we work out together sometimes. Now we've been off of it for a bit, but now we have a vacation coming up, so we will have to get back you into get it. Beach bod going. Yeah, we gotta get back into it. <laughs> so we use these little goals just to keep ourselves healthy. But the thing is, I we like to do it together because we can get ourselves, we can wake each other up early and and get started at it. But it's different because mine, me and my wife, uh, we wake it, each other up up early for different reasons, Pete. <laughs> well, that's what we've been doing. We've taken a break to do that stuff. What I'm not going to talk about is personal. <laughs> so you, you, uh, but it, it is terrible if you come in my window and look at me doing the. I'll do Jillian Michaels. I've done Jillian Michaels. It's she's, all she's badass, Pete. There was an exercise <laughs> video that I put on. That I put on. It was called uh, Yoga Booty. Yoga Booty. <laughs> okay. Right. Oh, we're going to do a shot of uh, Goldschlager before the show ends. We're getting actually close to the end of it, believe it or not. Oh, really? Yeah, but we should, we're going to do a shot of Goldschlager because boxing. I said Boxing Day, to make it more Catholic, is we're going to make it to do with the wise men. <laughs> and this is Goldschlager because the wise men brought gold, right? Yeah, frankincense. And frankincense. And but frankincense, I think you need a prescription for. And we should have <laughs> just brought myrrh over. Yeah, or I think after <laughs> we do the shot, we can just go myrrh. <laughs> Mur, right? Have... All right. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Mur. Mur. Let's say mur. <laughs> mur. All right. Gold, frankincense, and mur. For the wise men on Boxing Day. Americans, you're missing out. This Boxing Day thing's great. This so, is a, it's a great holiday. It's excellent. <laughs> so, anyways, what were you saying before that? We are going... We said just before... We were going to go into... Oh, I lost my train of thought completely. Listen, if you're going to want a podcast, like be a professional <laughs> podcaster, this is like this dead air that you're having. Yeah. you got to work on it, Pete. I know. I had some in the last one, too, and I get so far, and then I just kind of lose steam. I think we had a bit at the beginning that was a little shaky. I think, shaky I think it's because you're so excited because you're, you're doing your own podcast, and it's happening. Yeah. Right, right in the Dutch Hall. 
well, the first one I didn't even know if I was going to put out. I really didn't. I was like, we'll set up the equipment, and I tricked poor Dave Charters to sitting down in front of me, and we worked through a, uh, we did a whole podcast, and he told us stories about Japan, which I thought were, I wanted thought would be interesting. I think it was, and then, uh, but I it was done, and I listened to it. I said, I'm not gonna. I don't know if I should do anything with it. I didn't know what how good it was, or if it was worthwhile putting out there. If it was gonna embarrass my family or myself or whatever, I don't really care if it embarrassed myself. Do but, you remember when I uh, knocked Dave Charter's tooth out on the railroad tracks in Buffalo? I do remember that. You've never been nice to people that are married to our cousins, right? No, because they're asses. <laughs> You're usually because they do terrible things to our cousins, right? You're okay with the the girls that marry in, right? I love them. Right? But you're not good with the guys that marry in. Well, you got to be a little hard on them. Well, you got to know that there's we're, we're we're watching our cousins back, right? Right. Right. You got to put your foot down. I end up liking all those guys real early though. When they get in. Well, they're all good guys. Yeah, they are all good guys. But if they cross the line, oh yeah. Watch out. Yeah, we're definitely on their wife's side. <laughs> we're definitely on their wife's side. We're not going to be picking sides. Even Char- like Charter's married my cousin. My best yeah. friend marries my cousin and and um, and I and still, you know, even I know that if you know it ever really, came down to it, like I, I'm all Teresa. Like if it comes down to an argument where they're on, to be they're digging their heels in. I'm I'm 100 percent his Charter's, wife. Charter's um, a few years back at our family Christmas. He's hacking on me because I'm wearing this pair of um, cargo pants. Yeah. Okay. He's like, oh, where are you going sailing? Oh, like <laughs> he's making fun of me because I'm wearing cargo pants. This year, the guy shows up to our family Christmas in a pair of jeans. They look like he'd been wrenching on a car for four hours in them. Yeah. And you know what family Christmas is, Kevin? Family Christmas is a time to go and show your respects to the family, that is. Yeah, could you dress up a little? Yeah. You show them a little respect. You take a shower. Huh? You get yourself looking handsome. Maybe come... just some clean clothes. Yeah. Even if you even if you don't have the clothes, <laughs> just make them clean. Yeah. Just put them through the laundry. It's, it, that disgusted me. Yeah. You know? That's right. It's a family Christmas, Charters. Yeah. Charters. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I end every story about him. Anyways, uh, was it with that with that sentence? Charters. Anyways, Kevin, it's been a pleasure. Believe it or not, the hour's up. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas, DP. Yeah, Happy Boxing Day and yeah. uh, Merry Christmas. Well, and Merry Christmas to everyone that listens to us. And what I'd ask you to do, I did two things. I set up a um, email account. It is uh, live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. That's uh, all lowercase, live from the Dutch Hall, one word, uh, at gmail.com. If you have any show ideas or feedback or any guests that you think you might want me to have on, just give me an email to live at the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. And I did set up a Twitter account that isn't so confusing to follow if you wanted to be my, uh, if you wanted to follow me. It's just Dutch Hall on Twitter, Dutch Hall on Twitter, all lowercase. And uh, I'd like to thank Kevin for coming in. I think it was great. I think it was. Uh, Nice. It's always good to sit down and talk with you, and we're gonna see you next week. I'd like to thank you, Pete, for having me on the show. Oh, well, thanks, Kev, and we'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. <laughs>